0: Welcome to the very first Topics episode of Therefore Podcast. We're your hosts, Megan Martin and Judy Mustaine, and we are so looking forward to really studying the word with all of you. So welcome to the show, I guess. Um, before we kind of dive in, we really want to uh, encourage you to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. This will be a place where you will find um, our latest episodes and encouraging posts or things that we're sharing from our um, from our show. So Uh, We wanted to start today by talking uh, just a little bit more about what therefore really means. Judy had an an interesting, uh, she's a studier, like, as soon as I said, I wonder how many times that's in the Bible, (laughs) Judy was like, yes, that's it. I'm going to Google that right now. So she looked it up, and it was 442 times, and we realized that it's even more than that in the King James Version, but 442 times in the NIV, it says, therefore. It's amazing
1: what you can find through super spiritual Google at times. Um, <laughs> is that an app? Do I need that? We might. <laughs> you know, um, I've always thought of therefore as being, it's our call to action, but it's our follow through. Yes. That's the word. Yeah. It's our follow through. Um, what are we going to do with what we've been given?
0: Right. Yeah. So we, uh, what we were talking about is that it, it usually shows up right after we learn something about God. And it's actually telling us what our response should be. It's not like there's no there's no vagueness. I guess here's the thing too, is that people always say, I just want to hear the voice of God and I'm like, He's not hiding from you. Thank you. He's not well, trying to keep it a secret. He wants you to know, so therefore. And he's really good about
1: saying, so these are the choices. choose wisely. Pick this one. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I put before you life and death, um, choose life. You know what I'm saying? He even gives you the answer from a multiple choice question. I mean, he's pretty incredible. (laughs) Uh, I mean, he doesn't even leave you to wonder which one you should choose even out of two. He's like, choose life. Um, He always
0: gives you the therefore. He gives you the answer um, to your follow through. I mean, literally states it. Yeah. So so then the question just remains like, (laughs) what are you going to do with that? I mean- it means that we have to act and so are we going to. So today our very first inaugural episode I guess is we're just talking about obedience that follow through piece. Yeah. And uh we thought it tied nicely with our with our podcast show title and and it's something that was kind of on our hearts. So if it's on our hearts both of us then well god must be saying talk about it. So right. so we so we've been studying that and um Yeah. Obedience. I know.
1: Well, you know, I was reading and it said that obedience is our only sure measure of successful listening. (laughs) I don't know if I like that. I know. It's the only way that, like, that I know that my kids have listened to what I've said. Truth. You know, if I ask them and they don't do it, and then I ask them again and they still don't do it, but then I ask them, then they've done it. It's my measure of knowing
0: that they've heard me. Right.
1: You know, that they've obeyed.
0: And that's the expectation we have, even as parents. So, so much more so would God expect
1: that from us. And it's always good. I mean, everything that he asks us to do is good. So why do we hesitate? I (laughs) I don't know. Fear of failure, I guess. Yeah. But it seems so... And then he (sighs) tells you that I've not given you a spirit of fear. So why don't we just do it afraid?
0: Have I told you about my friend's worry box that she created. So she she just worried about everything. She was a worrier. And so she created this box and she would write down the things that she was worried about and she would literally put it in the box. Like she'd pray over it and put it in the box, but only if she was actually going to give that over to God. And then she, if she started worrying about it again, she would make herself go and pick it back up out of the box. Like, wow. no, God, I'm not going to trust you with this. I'm going to trust myself with this. Wow. That's intense. I know. Wow. And just the thought of telling the
1: Lord that I don't trust him. <laughs> yeah, it goes against the grain, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. But we do that by not obeying him. Every time. Every time. We're saying, I really don't think that you can handle this. <laughs> yeah. You can't handle what I got going on. I mean, you can create galaxies and exhale <laughs> stars, but you can't you handle can't do this. My my challenge and my issue. And... When you say it like that, it seems very.
0: Yeah, it's hard a, it's to a, understand why we would not. My daughter would call that a god smack. I've been god smacked. She she has a few times recently, <laughs> and it was obedience. Yes, specifically hers was about tithing. She's just got her first job, right. and so we were talking about tithing your your check, and and she was hesitant because you know money, right? And and she's a teenager, and so I want all the money. I, I'm a. a grown woman and I want all the money too. So I get that. But we were talking about it and then we went to church and our church does a prayer over the tithes and offerings. And you just put it in a basket as you walk out. There's no like passing the plate or anything like that. So she doesn't get hit with that like every week, but whatever whatever Silas said that day hit her and she goes, the Holy Spirit is yelling at me. (laughs) And I was like, oh yeah. I'm like, I think it's more like a gentle nudge. but it's okay. And so she had to, she was like, I think I have to do this. And I'm like, it's obedience. I mean, it is. so I, um, I just recently finished the study by Priscilla Shire called discerning the voice of God. And I love her and, um, I love her studies and, uh, I I'll link it, not in the show notes, I guess, but I'll link it somewhere on the page so you guys can find it if you're interested. But the very first thing that she discusses in the book is obedience. So the whole book is, I thought, going to be about, how do I hear God? And the very first thing she says is obedience. Because she's saying what, what we just said. He's telling you what to do. He's not keeping it a secret. And she posed this, like the very first question that she puts out there for everyone is, do you intend to obey God? Wow. Like a mind wow. over matter thing. Like, is it your intention? are you mindful that you're going to obey god and and it kind of made me realize that if you don't and like I don't mean to be flipping about this at all but if you don't have this intention of obeying of of, of submitting to obedience then why are you even studying and trying to know him more because yes. what are you going to do with what he's showing you
1: yes i think that before god ever asks us
0: anything our answer should be yes right and that's exactly what this was like yes put yourself in this position of just saying yes Yes. Yes.
1: Seems like such an easy thing to do, but putting action yes. to our yes
0: is not always as easy. No. As it is with our words. I find myself having the same fear with that as I do like when I'm praying for God to reveal certain things or to change certain things in myself, then I'm like, wait a minute. What if the way that you go about changing it <laughs> isn't something that I'm going to enjoy? So maybe I should be very careful with what I'm praying. Yes. Because it makes me nervous. Because he's, I mean, if he says yes, then then it's a, a yes. And what if it's not how I want it to be done? Well, you
1: know, and I think when I think about the way that God deals with this, I think about myself and when I'm asking my children to do something, I don't ever ask them to do something that would. Right.
0: Please go around on the street. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what we do. No. And
1: we don't do anything that's going to hurt them or that's going to harm them in any way, um, mentally, physically, spiritually. You know, we don't do that. And somehow we have this fear that God's somehow going to do that, to, that to, us us. to us. And He's not. You know, right. if we would just trust in the fact that He loves us and He has our best interest at heart and anything that He asks us to do, you know, stepping over those things. That are fearful to us. I mean, you know, and once again, you know, we've been told that fear not is 365 times in the Bible. Oh, one for each day. One for each day. Sweet. You know, and so we ought to be good, Yeah. you know, to be able to do this thing. And so why is it so hard to just obey what he asks us to do if it's not going to hurt us, if it's for our betterment, right. you know what I'm saying? We're going to be better because of it. Life is going to be good. So why do we hesitate? You know, I was talking to um, a friend of ours, a minister friend of ours, and he was talking about how um, the Lord had been dealing with him about doing something, but he hadn't done it. And we're like, "So you're in disobedience? So, like rebellion? And rebellions like the sin of witchcraft?" And so we were teasing him um, about how many times in our Christian ease, right? We say that the Lord's been dealing with us, and
0: we've went sometimes long periods of time. I can even, I can, you know, I have a a really vivid memory of what that feels like when God's dealing with you and you're not just doing it. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, why? I like that though. I'm going to start calling it Witchcraft, as opposed to just, <laughs> dealing. so don't ever say that the Lord's <laughs> dealing with you because we're
1: just going to say, oh, so are you on witchcraft? Yes. Because that's a re- rebellion, right?
0: Yeah. That's great. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I don't love that, but you know what I mean, right? Well, you know, honestly, this this whole show has come about not well. Let me see this um, that study that I was doing, discerning the voice of God. It led to this nudging of the Holy Spirit and you know we wouldn't be doing this today if if there hadn't been obedience and not just on my part but your part and I, you know i don't mean to put us like on any kind of pedestal because we have certainly right. failed <laughs> in this numerous <laughs> times this so that's not Jesus, yes. there's there's nothing there that is worth putting on a pedestal um but there is obedience in this and in acts chapter 13 um it's talking about how god made david the king and you just talked about that on our intro episode about how he perceived that he was king but And God testified concerning David, I have found David, son of Jesse, a man after my own heart. He will do everything I want him to do. That's it. That's all he had to do. So David wasn't perfect. No. Oh my goodness, no. Like, if we want to talk about sin, (laughs) I mean- Moral failures. So, so many. But he was willing. He was. Willing to do whatever God wanted him to do. And so- That's all you have to do. You know, and I wonder if there's ever been anybody who has followed God, the nudging of the Holy Spirit, and looked back on it and gone, I wish I hadn't done that. Right. (laughs) I don't think that's a thing.
1: No. I I mean, everything that he's asked me to do, I think some of the greatest adventures in my life have been the ones he's asked me to do. Yes. And that have been
0: actually probably scary. Oh, yeah. Challenging at the very least. Yes.
1: I mean, for, intimidating and, for sure. It is intimidating and it is scary because it's something we haven't done. You know, I, and I always, I've heard people in my life say, well, God will never ask you to do something you can't do. Well, yes, he yes, will. He that's quite, that's and,
0: kind of the part. Thank you. Everything
1: <laughs> that he asks you to do is something you can't do. Right. And, and something that, he, that you need him to help you with. And then he'll, he'll put you in a place that you'll need other people as well. Um, he's kind of incredible like that.
0: Community. We need community. He does. We do. Probably more than we realize. Oh, yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, Hebrews, do not give up meeting together. Right. As some are in the habit of doing. Yes. That was one of those things. Like when I um, went through a tough time with the church, I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point, but I wasn't ready to go. There was that church hurt. And I know a lot of people deal with church hurt. I took myself out of the church for a while. And that was one of those verses that kept resonating in my mind that I needed yes. to get back to where there was a community of people that it yes. wasn't just me. I mean, God wants that personal relationship with me, but he also can put people around you who will encourage you and, you know, lead you along the way. Like,
1: Yes. You know. well, and I think that's even on, on that topic, you know, cause the Lord does want us to do that. And he wants us to be obedient in that because he knows that when we get out of that, uh, you know, the, right. that the enemy is really good about, Pulling us aside and saying, You're the only one that's been hurt like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? And nobody wants you there. I, you know, I always tell um, the people that I'm around, I, I tell them, You know, that the enemy has this really good plethora of sermons that he pulls out and preaches to you. And, um, yeah, you know, I just want really to. He's a really good preacher. Yeah. And, he, and he'll pull out this sermon out and go, You're the black sheep. Nobody yeah. wants you here. You're not, they don't even know that you're here. You're, you know, you're not welcomed. You're on the outside looking in. And he preaches this message over and over and over throughout eternity. Yeah. And we somehow continue to believe it. Right. You know, and the Lord's telling you, stay in there. Don't give up. You've got this. You know what I'm saying? It's just a lie. The exact opposite. The exact opposite. Yeah. Just, just hang in there and be obedient to what I'm asking you to do. And you're going to overcome. You're going to win, you know, and the enemy just pulls out his notes again and tries to preach to you this same message. And if we will just realize that being obedient to the Lord and what he's asking us to do, that we win. Right.
0: In everything. Yes. Yes. We talked about how um, we were going to probably issue some challenges as we go along. And I think maybe this is the first one. Like, are you listeners, are you ready to be obedient? Are you ready to be intentionally obedient? Not just accidentally or like habitually obedient, but are you ready to be intentionally obedient? Are you ready to study his word and open yourself up to the Holy Spirit with the plan in mind, like you're already set on obedience that you're going to obey? In John 16, it says, but when he, the spirit of truth, the Holy Spirit, when he comes, he will guide you into all the truth and he will not speak on his own, but he will speak only what he hears and he will tell you what is yet to come. I love that verse because i think the holy spirit is the one part of the trinity that is just so he's forgotten but he's also like just unknown right because yeah. we we know God the father we know Jesus the son but this spirit that lives within us who you know really means we should should be the one that we're closest to he right? is he is in us yes. that's the one that we're like we don't know what to do with this and i love that they've given us an explanation that he's not going to say anything to you, you. on his own he has no ability to speak on his own. You know, he's not like going to go rogue or anything. Like <laughs> he's only going to speak what he hears and he's going to share that with you. And, you know, the I guess the question is, are you really ready to obey what you've read and like spiritually heard? And I love in Psalm 119, verse 60, it says, I will hasten and not delay to obey your commands. I will hasten. That yes. goes back with that whole, oh, "My God's been dealing with me right? <laughs> and I'm not doing anything about it thing.
1: You know, because sometimes there's... Things that he deals with us about, I mean, it could be, it could be paying our tithes. Yeah. It could be doing something for that neighbor that he's been dealing with us about for weeks. It could be yeah. calling a family member that you haven't called or a friend that the, all of a sudden you haven't thought about that friend in years or months. And, and you've just been thinking about
0: him. and God just wants you to call them up. Right. It doesn't have to be hard things. No. He may also put hard things in front of you. He may say, Go start a podcast and <laughs> and you have no idea what you're doing right. and you have to figure right. it all out and you know, or he may he may send you somewhere. He may use you in some way that you just have no idea. But I promise it's gonna be good. Well and that is the adventure of it all, isn't it? Yes. It's doing these things
1: and knowing that he's got you. I mean he sends you on this incredible adventure and protects you the whole time that he goes, you know, I've been on adventures before and not always felt protected, but the Lord sends you on adventures and you're protected. It's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible. And, um, when, what he asks you to do, when you step into that years ago, I knew that I would go minister across seas, you know, but it wasn't until this year that I stepped into that. Even it was, I even bought my passport several years ago, knowing that this would happen. (laughs) It's coming. It's coming. And then it took me, like two two and a half years before I actually went on the adventure, you know, and when I can remember standing in Zambia and this little cement church, and looking around and just beginning to really just ugly cry that you know <laughs> it's finally that all of a sudden yes that what was released into my heart and time that there was a convergence of that and how incredible right. it was that it was even bigger than I imagined because I got to take my my twins with me and they got to worship Jesus. On another continent with another culture, yes. and so even though that was really scary, and I didn't really know what to expect, and I'd never done it, and never had spoken to another culture of people on another continent um, with an interpreter, and then God, can't imagine, I you know, and then God's like, "How cool is this? Let me send your kids with you." Yeah, and you get to experience it as a family. So not only was it yes scary,
0: but of too course. incredible, right? I've heard those stories. It wasn't, you know, just like a here, you're going to fly over and speak and come back. You had a girl, an incredible
1: journey. Yeah. It's so cool. And all he needs is just us to obey, you know? And when I thought about the different messages that the Lord had put forth and put in my heart, I wondered, you know, I thought, isn't it incredible that the Lord could send you all the way across the world to release his word, to set somebody free, And that's all he needed. Yeah, like he will pay the bill to send you across the earth to say what I want you to say. That's all I need you to
0: do. Isn't that crazy? That's how I ended up living in Chicago. Wow, for a year. I always knew that I wanted to be in Chicago. I wanted to. That for some reason that was like a calling of my heart that I had no idea was a God calling. I just knew I wanted to be there, and I ended up going there on an internship for a church ministry. And so, yeah, they paid me to come to Chicago. And I lived with a member of the church for a year, a family of the church for a year. And she happened to be a professor at Moody Bible Institute. So I got to experience some of that. Like, yeah, it's just really cool things that God can do because he's given you those desires. That's the other thing where people seem to think often that he's not going to use what he's given you. Like if you have a talent if you have a calling if you have a you know anything that you feel is a pull on your life he placed it there yeah why not pursue what god might be doing there for That's you it. i i was reading through verses in the bible and so i i took a cue from you and i googled how many times okay. does the word obey show up 170 times in the niv i have no idea about beyond that but 170 times and that's just the word obey. I don't know that that's any variance like obedience or, you know, other words that go along with that, but obey is. I I think we have the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, because of our obedience. And and here's why I think that. So I was reading in John chapter 14, which by the way, John chapter 14 is a whole lot of obedience talk and like what is going to happen when you obey. It was a really encouraging chapter, and I, I didn't write it all out because, you know, it's a whole chapter. But in verses fif- 15 through 17, it says, if you love me, keep my commands, obey, right? That's a, that's a simple thing. If you love me, obey. Verse 16 says, and I will ask the Father, that, that conjunction there, and if you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the spirit of truth. It's just amazing to me that we've gone through the obedience of being obedient. is that a thing I I, I don't I think know so yeah because of that he's going to ask for the Holy Spirit to be given to us this other advocate to come to us. I think we're afraid of what might be coming when we obey, but he says I'm going to give you this other advocate to help you and to be with you forever No That's need it. to fear like you said three hundred and sixty five give up your fear. <laughs> verses in the <laughs> do not be afraid in the Bible. You know, I i love because God is all about if and thens as <laughs> yes. well. Yes. You know that's that, almost the same thing here. It, if uh, yeah. this happens then yeah. yeah,
1: well you know and we do that with our kids, you know, if you'll eat your vegetables you can have, you know right the cake. Um and he just wants us to say, Hey, you know, if you'll do this, I'll do this. Right. You know, it's not a it's not a hard thing. Um you know, I was just listening to um, Second Chronicles 7, 14. It says, if my people, my people, the ones I gave my name to, would humble themselves and pray, use the transitional tool that changes everything, right. um, if you'll do that, then then I'll hear from heaven and I'll heal your land, not just you, but your land. He's not even asking, you know, Megan, we talked about, he doesn't, he doesn't ask, people that are away from God, he doesn't put that on, he doesn't put that responsibility of change on them. He puts it on us. What an incredible opportunity to bring about change, not just in our lives, but in our churches and in our cities and our region. I think many times that we don't step outside of my foreign no more, you know? Yeah. And we're just, and we never realize that, you know, hey, I might have like a purpose for your city or for your church or for, you know, your school. You know, I, I have all these things and all I need you to do is step in and stand in the gap for that. You know, I just need you to release this word. I just need you to pray. That's all I need you to do. I'll do the hard stuff.
0: It reminds me of the, you know, you take one step, he'll take the other 99. I was just talking to my daughter about this the other day because she made a big transition last year from a public school to a private school. Um, a private Christian school. And that was a tough decision for her to make. She felt like she was supposed to do that though, but she was um, nervous about it, of course. And it wasn't necessarily a smooth transition. I mean, going into the school was, but there were a lot of lifestyle changes and, um, you know, how do I say that? Like um, things that kept coming up that were just kind of like barriers and um, bumps in the road, To to getting there. But through that one step that she took, man, if you could see the change in her over the year, like that's all she needed was the one step. Like, I mean, not that she doesn't have another one step to take somewhere, but she started the whole process by just being obedient with that one step. In fact, I told her no. (laughs) I was one (laughs) of the bumps in the road. Like, wow, sad to say that. You know, I was just like, no, we can't do that. What are you thinking? Like you have – she's very gifted in the um, fine arts world. And I'm like, you have theater and you have band and you have choir and you have all these things that that you're not, you know, it's a small Christian school. It's not going to have those things that you need. And she was set, I was not. So I was definitely one of those barriers, which parenting award of the year right there. But (laughs) it's okay. It's okay. I
1: think sometimes the kids are – less um oh yeah they have no fear they don't no I mean they they just go and I wish sometimes that we would no wonder he tells us to be like little children know. you know saying because he's like they don't have in, the inhibitions that we have right you know um no wonder he brings revival through young people because they don't have the, in, the inhibitions they're that, not afraid they're not afraid and um and even if they are they do it yeah you know and sometimes we really need to just do it afraid I mean, yes. you don't see, any, it, it doesn't say shake but not, tremble not. Do it yeah. scared. <laughs> right? Just do it afraid. Just do it afraid. You know, um, some of my greatest adventures have been the ones that I was afraid in. Sure. You know, um, you know, as a, as a boy mom, you get to do things that I might not do on my own. Yes. You know, and one of the things that I can remember doing was going river rafting. Oh, geez. With my kids on the Okoe River, um, which is the one that they did with the Olympics, you know. Oh. Yeah, that was incredible. Okay. Yes. And, you know, I can remember getting in this raft and thinking, what in the world have I just done to all of my children? You know, saying, Are we going to make it through Are we going to make it? Yeah. And so there's a lot of praying on the river raft, you know, trip. <laughs> That's great. And, you know, and then the last, they have like levels of rapids that, that you have. In, and one of the last rapids was of all things called Hills Hole. Of course. Yeah. And I was like, really? It has to be that. And my twins were like, 12 at the time. So they were smaller than me still at this time. And, um, I went into complete mom mode as I see this boiling river before me. And I'm thinking, you know, they're telling us, okay, if you fall out, do this. And my heart is preparing you. Yeah. And I need them to be quiet because they need to not tell me this, you know, at this moment. And I don't want to be obedient to them. I just want them to get me through the rapid, you know? Yeah. And so we get, we get through, I throw my twins right in the middle of the raft and they are embarrassed. I mean, completely because they're five foot, you know, Yeah. really not so big mom has just thrown them in the middle of of a, of a raft and told them to stay there so that we can function through. And then afterwards it become one of our greatest adventures because you made it. Because we made it. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. You know saying? And the Lord never tells us that we're not going to make it. Right. You know, he always says, you know, I've got you. Right. And I've got this. And by the way, so I I wrote the end from the beginning before time. Right. You know, I like... I it, know it's coming. Thank you. Like, I did this in eternity and set you into time, so you're good. Yeah. Like, he's like, I already... already <laughs> I do have this. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, sometimes we forget that yeah. he does those things. So he's... I think sometimes if we
0: would just relax. And obey. Yeah. And just – the older I get, the more I realize that the things that God tells us not to do in the Bible are really for our benefit. They are things that make life hard, which just means if I had just been obedient at right? <laughs> the very beginning, I wouldn't be dealing with the things yeah. that are yeah. incredibly hard to deal with. That's why he told me no. Right. I mean
1: well, – You know, we do the same thing with our kids. Like, don't touch the hot stove. Right. You know? Yeah. It's it's not because we don't want you touching the stove. We don't want you getting hurt, right? You know, and he does the same thing with us in all the different things he asks us right not to do. He's like, don't don't do this, and why we.
0: That's true. We haven't even talked about that. Sometimes obedience is not doing
1: something really.
0: It's so true. Like just don't. Right. You know, it's it's
1: I don't know why that's so hard to.
0: Right. Because I want to. Yeah. Like we're, we're like we're two year olds. Who are discovering, you know, some independence and determination. Yeah. It's hard.
1: Or even sometimes he will ask us not to do something that we see other people or even other Christians do. And we don't understand, like, why are they doing that and I can't? Well, who's to say that God's not been dealing with them about not (laughs) doing that? Right. You know what I'm saying? And they keep doing that and and they keep stepping out into something he's told them to stop doing. You know, and maybe they'll stop if you do. Yeah. Maybe your obedience would be like a domino effect for someone else. Yeah. You know, maybe, maybe you're, you're that hinge piece. Maybe you're the, what God's been needing the whole time.
0: Right. I mean, how often do we pray? At least I do. Put someone in their lives that they respect that can show you to them. Like, that's it. And and maybe like we are those people sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes they need to stop praying for someone else to do it, and step in and. That's
1: it, and maybe know, he's if been he's telling me to do us. that, yeah, yeah. He, and waiting on us this whole time.
0: That's exactly true. Like, so I was <laughs> thinking about that um, that piece of waiting on it, and I I used to um, I was a volunteer youth minister for a while, and. I um I had a a co-minister of of a youth group and they were great great kids um but she had this theory the the co-minister had this theory that God's will will be done. The question is whether you're going to take your part in it or not. And man that hits, right? Like so he has this plan and he has a plan for you to do it, like to be a part of something amazing. So true. And if you don't Somebody else is going to do it. That's Somebody else is going to say yes when you say no. And-, and why be that person? You
1: know, Reinhard Bonnke, he's one of the greatest evangelists I've ever had the privilege of watching. When the Lord asked him to minister in Africa, um, he gave him this vision of a blood-washed Africa. Oh. And he's like, I'm German. I'm not even close to being like this. <laughs> I'm not your culture. person. Man. I'm not your person. And the It's Lord, very Moses of him. Right? So Moses of him. <laughs> and he told him, he said, you're the third person I've asked to do this job. You know, and how long does God have to wait for the next person to say yes? Does he have to wait another generation? Right. I mean, does he have to wait five years, 10 years? And how many people are lost and are, you know, God's been dealing with me about yeah. this piece. So do you, does he deal with us sometimes for our whole life? And then he's got to get somebody else in another generation
0: because he dealt with us and because we didn't we never step on yes. it because we were afraid. Do you know a great example of this? Not of saying no, but Rahab is a fantastic example of saying yes. Yes. Because here's here's the thing that I um I was actually, that's funny just thinking about this because so Rahab was a prostitute. Right. I mean, I know we just talked about how that the God's not asking the um, the unbelievers right. to to change the world. It's not on them. We we can't ask. What'd you say earlier? We can't ask sinners to not to sin, not sin, because yeah. that's you know. But um, she was a a prostitute, but she ended up um, helping God's plan. Like she said yes, and she was obedient to that, that's it. and He saved her. And not only that, her but. So here's the genealogy. This is the part that I was thinking of. She would have missed this. So Abraham was the father of Isaac. We all know this. Isaac was the father of Jacob. Jacob is the father of Judah, the father of Perez, and Zerah, whose mother was Tamar. Okay. Perez, the father of Hezron. Hezron, the father of Ram. Ram, the father of Abinadab. Abinadab, the father of Nishan. Nishan, the father of Salmon. Salmon? Salmon. It can't be Salmon. Salmon? Why am I having trouble with this? Sounds good to me. Okay. We're going to go with that. And Salmon slash Salmon, (laughs) the father of Boaz, whose mother was Rahab. So Salmon slash Salmon married Rahab, the prostitute. She was obedient. God saved her and allowed her to marry someone in Abraham's direct line, right? And under her... Boaz is born. Boaz marries Ruth. Ruth, like we're talking about Ruth, Bible Ruth, right? Who is the father of Obed. Um, Boaz is the father of Obed. Obed's the father of Jesse, and Jesse is the father of King David. And that means there's direct lineage to Jesus. That's it. All because she obeyed. There you go. Like, she's a prostitute. She should have been the least likely to obey. And there had to be a lot of fear. Yes, fear of death.
1: Yes, not just fear of man and what somebody might think
0: or what somebody might say. I mean, she had real fear. Right, and then they gave her their word, and so she had to trust these people, God's people, to follow through on their word. I mean, I can't imagine the fear that she was dealing with, hiding fugitives, essentially. I mean, not fugitives, I guess. They weren't fleeing, but they were spies. Yeah, yeah. Treason, yeah, big time deal. And look where she ended up. What if she had said no? Who would have been the next person?
1: All because of a yes, yeah. You know what does our yes lead us to, really? Every you never know. Bible. Yeah, I had to say yes to what he asked them to do, even though some of them didn't do it real well. I can't say that I've done all my yeses <laughs> no. really good. No, you know, I can't say that I haven't shaken and trembled and. Um, wanted to say no, but everyone yes. throughout the Bible had to say yes somewhere,
0: and then their story got written. Right. Yeah. So the um, this whole idea of just knowing who God is, who Jesus is, it's not enough because the Bible tells us that even the demons know. Yeah. They just don't obey. Yeah. They're disobedient. I mean, that's that's what led to their demonization yeah i guess demise yes yeah Yeah. Yeah. is that a thing i don't know now i'm gonna have to look up and see if that's where that anyway the um so if we don't obey and i mean that's a lot of pressure but if i just study the word they do that Mm -hmm. i guarantee you atheists know the bible very well they do Satan knows the Bible <laughs> very well, which means he knows the end story, yeah. and he still thinks that he's somehow going to change it. Yeah, I guess.
1: Well, I think he thinks that he's going
0: to change our minds. Yeah, and get us to not obey. Whatsoever. He's just well, he he knows that he's going and he's going to take as many of us with him as possible.
1: Yeah, you know, and the, and the word says that my people perish
0: for lack of knowledge. Yes,
1: that's why we perish for lack of knowledge. Because we don't know, we don't know that that's his trick. We don't know that that's his distraction. Scheme. Yeah. Distraction. Distraction, disturbance, and, and to keep us uh, where we are. Um, it's, it's never meant for us to stay in one spot. Yeah. I mean, even God's a moving God. and Yeah. And he wants us to do the same.
0: And um, in James chapter one, it talks about how you can't merely like just listen to the word, that you have to do what it says obey obedience do what it says like so um and it it, gave, it gives a comparison of anyone who listens to the word but does not do what it says is like someone who looks in the mirror and walks away and forgets what they look like
1: it's good
0: i mean yes good analogy yeah but whoever looks intently into the perfect law that gives freedom and continues in it and obeying it not forgetting what they've heard but doing it they will be blessed that's it. in what they do well
1: and think about how our obedience and our yes to god
0: doesn't just affect me
1: my obedience right. affects actually it's crazy because if i think about the obedience of my great great grandfather yeah when he came to the knowledge of christ and then he led his family and said yes to that and then my grandfather did and then my dad did and now i do right and now my children love jesus all because my great-great-grandfather said yes. Right.
0: That is that is Romans chapter five, where it talks about, for just as though the disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners. Wow. Because of one man, so, many become sinners. So also through the obedience of one man, the many will be made righteous. That's good.
1: That's good. Well, you know, just the decision that I make every week to go to church, you know, yeah. that's my yes. Yeah. And it's become the yes of my children. It's not if, it's we are. Yeah, you know, it's just, it's this expectation, is what we expectation, yes. Yeah, you know, and so the yes um, to read the Bible, the yes to lead my children in the way of the Lord, that's what God asked me to do. Right. That's my responsibility.
0: And he's not just going to like throw you out to the wolves. No. Um, in Hebrews chapter 13, it talks about how God is going to equip you for doing his yes. will. That if you... um... And then he
1: says he's your helper. Yeah. and I mean, the Holy Spirit's our helper. And then he's our advocate and he's our counselor. You know, he's everything that we could ever possibly need him to be. And yet that fear piece keeps us from moving where God wants us to. But when we do and we step past that that fear, what an incredible journey. What an incredible journey for it. I mean, I believe that my... And I, and I don't even know how many greats back it was that, you know, I just know that my great grandfather loved right. Jesus and he made that decision. And because he made that decision, now my children are making that decision all because of a yes and right. being obedient. And if we realized that our yes could change the legacy
0: of our children. And it really does. I yes. mean, isn't that what the entire Old Testament was about? I mean, yes. we're talking, I mean... So I in my mind, I've always I've kind of connected to this idea of the far-reaching consequences of sin Adam and Eve sinned, and because of that, thorns became a thing. they didn't exist before that. Same. labor pains became a thing, like so many things that are the consequences of disobedience. I mean, when we talk about how um God told them to go take over the promised land and they didn't. And, and, and yeah. kill everyone and every – you know what I mean? Like they, were, they weren't supposed to leave anyone. They were supposed to completely get rid of it all. They didn't do that. Yeah. Look, we're still having problems in the Middle East now that stems back from those people That's who it. were left. That's and it. we're talking millennia later. Like it's crazy how how sin has that kind of consequence. How much more so would the quote-unquote consequence of obedience be far-reaching right
1: well you know and even our delayed disobedience is still disobedience Disobedience,
0: (laughs) you know just because he's better than nothing but
1: (laughs) you know and sometimes our
0: there's still going to be consequences for that delay yeah
1: i mean israel made a 40-year trip out of an 11-day journey you know i mean why Like, haven't we seen this mountain before? Yes. Yes. Yes, you have. Yes, you have many times now. All because of disobedience. Jonah. (laughs) We have Jonah's
0: story. I mean, in the end, he still wasn't (laughs) happy with any of it.
1: No. Well, and and everybody in the Bible, when they made this choice to not obey, the consequence was far greater than they ever anticipated. Right. You know, and when I see people, you know, maybe not obey, like maybe they just, maybe they, okay, I see this. I, I see that um one generation's compromise is another generation's captivity. It becomes cyclical. It does. And then all of a sudden, you know, grandma might have went to church a whole bunch, like and took them to church every time the doors were open, but then mom kind of got slack in that. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, that next generation doesn't hardly go to church at all, even though right. they were raised, quote unquote, yeah, yeah, to know Jesus, but they've just... Continue to make this, and then they'll have like the Holy Spirit dealing with their heart, yes. dealing with them, you know, about going back to church That's or getting not a back. Good yet. feeling, yeah, you know. And then every week we'll make this decision to be disobedient, right? Knowing that, you know, and we'll even like talk ourselves up, at, you know, like yes. you know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, I'm going to church this week. I'm going. Yes. I'm going to get back in church. I'm going to do this, and then Sunday rolls around, and sure enough, the enemy will bring something, right? to keep you from being obedient right to to the thing that God's been asking you to do the whole time yeah and what do i always say people i always tell them i say what a wonderful strategy of the enemy yeah he doesn't even need to do anything to no. you he just needs to distract you i know and i you know i tell our people quit being easy <laughs> quit <laughs> i mean seriously like if i always tell people if he thinks that all it's going to take is Brother Bucket Mouth to come say something to you to make you upset, then that's easy. Like, right. go send him. I don't, I just need a worn out devil to like mess with you. I don't even yeah. need like, you know. Doesn't even need to come in with all. He doesn't. Not with all guns blazing. He yeah. doesn't need that because he didn't take that, you know. And so I tell people, quit being easy. Quit being easy. Don't be an easy target. Yeah. Don't be an easy target. Man, stand up. Yeah. Do this. Lead your family. Be everything that God created you to be. Step back Man. into that pace. That yes to obedience
0: and leading the family is the I mean, the biggest thing you can do because that far reaching consequences of obedience is you can't even imagine the effect you're going to have on future generations. And everybody thinks about, oh, I need to leave my family this, you know, this will full of money and, and you know, things. That's not it. That's not it. I actually, I read a book called um, A Generous Life by, I can't remember his name, but they are the, um, he's the owner of Hobby Lobby. David Green? Something like that. And in there, he talks about how, yes, they have all these, you know, of course they have stuff that they have to handle, like money-wise, business-wise, all kinds of stuff. But he says in there repeatedly, the number one thing that he has done for his family is make sure that they know God, that they have a relationship with Christ. And, you know, they, you don't get a free pass in that family. You don't just get to Suddenly, be the head of Hobby Lobby. You have to work your way up, and you have to like prove to them that you're worthy of the position in your obedience to God. It's a great example. If you haven't read the book, I, I encourage you to pick it up because yeah. it can be a, a they're very wise.
1: And I love that. I love that. I I think something that we keep coming back to today is that obedience is far reaching.
0: You know, and so your follow through means something. It does. It's, it's
1: far reaching. And when I think about my children and someday my grandchildren, and to think that the decisions that I'm making now about Jesus, right. Affects the children that I have yet to meet, you know, that's far reaching to me. That's amazing. It is amazing. And that the Lord's saying, you know, I'm, I'm asking you to do this thing that it's even bigger than you. Right. That
0: it's even about them. Right. That you've yet to meet. And let's be honest, it's even bigger than our families. It is. I mean for us, like this podcast, for example, we have no idea who's listening. No. And and we love you all. We we are, you know, so thankful that you guys are on this um this journey with us. But hopefully our yes, yes. leads to your yes, leads to something phenomenal that God is just waiting to do with you. Yes. So I guess our real challenge for today, is to set your mind to attention to intentionally obey, be willing to obey. And then when the time comes and God shows you, whatever it is, wherever it is that he wants you, walk in obedience and be blessed. Yeah. Because you will. He yeah. will. Just say yes. Yeah. Seems like a good place to end today. Awesome. We hope you guys um, have enjoyed this episode. Please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, whatever. Share this out with your friends. And we hope that you guys are are blessed through our obedience too. And uh, we would love to hear about your stories of your own obedience and, and what God has done with that. So seriously on our Facebook, Instagram, whatever, find the, the post that has to do with this episode and, and let us know because we want to celebrate that with you because that's that's amazing. And, um, and God deserves the praise for that. And we would love to do that with you. So have a wonderful week and we will talk to you next week. Bye guys.